With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. The heaviest snow from our most recent winter storm fell in Minnesota as well as South Dakota and Wisconsin. The snow amounts were lower in Iowa due to more freezing rain and sleet and for some dry air that made its way across the state for a period of time yesterday. One of the highest snowfall totals in Iowa was 4.3 inches at Spirit Lake. In the local area, Mason City received 3.5 inches of snow, Norris Springs 3 inches, Marble Rock 2 inches, and Hampton 1.4 inches. The highest snowfall total from this storm in the upper Midwest can be found in Apple Valley, Minnesota at 19 inches. The precipitation that has fallen in recent weeks across Iowa is beginning to make a dent in the ongoing drought. The latest U.S. drought monitor shows over 20% of Iowa has no drought conditions listed this week. Areas listed as being in a moderate drought dropped to about 24%, while areas listed as being in a severe drought dropped to 15.26%. Extreme drought areas of Iowa went from 8.04% last week to 0.99% this week. All of the broadcast areas now listed as being abnormally dry, except most of Wright and Hancock counties, which are in a moderate drought. Yesterday morning, the Iowa Falls Police Department arrested 55-year-old Thomas Ratzlaff of Iowa Falls on three Iowa Falls warrants, one for second-degree sexual abuse, one for child endangerment resulting in bodily injury, and one for lascivious acts with a child inflicting pain or discomfort. Yesterday morning, the Hardin County Sheriff's Department arrested 35-year-old Caleb Samford of Eldora on a Hardin County warrant for second-degree sexual abuse and incest. Yesterday, just before 3 p.m., the Iowa State Patrol was called out on the report of a two-vehicle accident at the intersection of 150th Street and Grouse Avenue north of Thornton. A 2023 Honda HRV driven by 69-year-old Dale Hatfield of Thornton was traveling westbound on 150th Street and failed to stop at the intersection due to the ice-covered roads. Hatfield's vehicle struck a 2013 Ford F-350 driven by 25-year-old Patrick Andrega Mason City who was traveling northbound on Grouse Avenue. Hatfield was transported to Mercy One North Iowa Medical Center in Mason City for treatment of unknown injuries. The crash remains under investigation by the Iowa State Patrol, assisting at the scene were the Cerro Gordo County Sheriff's Department, Thornton Fire, and Mason City Fire EMS. This week, the Franklin County Board of Supervisors held a regular business meeting and discussed, uh, should say discussed health insurance options. One option would be to partially self-fund as a way to save the county money. No action was taken by the board. In other business, the Franklin Supervisors tabled action on proposals received for a classification and compensation study and approved some repairs for Memorial Hall. The Federal Trade Commission received 12,063 fraud reports from consumers in Iowa in 2022. Iowa consumers reported losing a total of $29,944,600 with a median loss of $500. Across all types of reports, the FTC received a total of 12, uh, should say 21,551 reports from consumers in Iowa last year. The top category of reports received from consumers in Iowa was imposter scams followed by identity theft, online shopping, and negative reviews. 
Nationally, consumers reported losing nearly $8.8 billion to fraud in 2022. This week is National FFA Week. A holiday was initiated by the National Future Farmers of America organization, the Youth Leadership Development Organization, with more than 760,000 student members in 8,700 local FFA chapters in all 50 states and Puerto Rico. West Fork FFA advisor Caitlin Porter tells Radio On The Go News the importance of participating in FFA. FFA has so many different opportunities that benefit our students other than just the agricultural piece of it. They're exposed to a lot of like self-development things such as public speaking, leadership skills, getting, you know, out and, you know, networking with our public. There's tons of scholarship opportunities. And honestly, students haven't really found their niche yet. A lot of the time you can find it in FFA just because there's so many different things that the organization has to offer them. And so it's a lot of just hands-on skills that the kids are learning that, I mean, they can take anywhere. Porter says there are about 50 students taking part in FFA this year at West Fork. It seems like every other year or so there's a class that's really involved with agriculture and you just kind of have those traditional farm kids that kind of follow suit out of that class. I wouldn't necessarily say that there's neither really a decrease or an increase in the amount of students that we have because usually a lot of kids will just tell their friends, hey, you know, like you should really try FFA out and we kind of get them in for just to kind of try it. We really don't actually at West Fork have a ton of what I would call rural kids. We actually have quite a few like town kids that that are involved. And that really helps where we have all of these things that are happening at the school to get them involved in those facets of agriculture that maybe they wouldn't necessarily get to be involved in otherwise. National FFA Week was specifically initiated following George Washington's birth week to highlight his legacy as a leader and a foremost farmer. A report from the Iowa Association of Realtors shows the number of homes listed for sale dropped by more than 11 percent in January compared to one year ago. But Association President Krista Clark says listings were up compared to December, which she says was a pretty slow month. Clark says the impact of rising interest rates has diminished after the initial shock threw people off in the late fall and early winter. Clark says the slowdown in the market was a good thing as things had gotten to uh, be frenzied. Clark says she is optimistic about spring as the past two or three weeks in February. Showings and offers have uh, skyrocketed compared to January and December. Most Republicans in the Iowa Senate had voted for a bill to provide new liability protection for the trucking industry, as well as companies with commercial vehicles like delivery trucks, cranes, or utility vehicles. Non-economic pain and suffering damages and lawsuits over accidents would be limited to $2 million, while payments to cover medical expenses, economic losses, and uh, punitive damages would remain unlimited. Republican Senator Adrian Dickey of Packwood owns a trucking company as chairman of the Iowa Motor Truck Association's Board of Directors. He says the bill is an attempt to rein in what he describes as false claims from ambulance-chasing attorneys. Four Republican senators joined all the Democrats in voting against the bill. Senator Pam Yoakum, a Democrat from Dubuque, says the bill protects the bottom line of trunking companies and robs families who lose a loved one in an accident of the support they need. The bill now goes to the Iowa House for consideration. Today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker Program is La Luz Central Cultural Executive Director Kyle Whalen. Give us an update on programs happening at La Luz. We'll talk about a donation the organization received from U.S. Cellular. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker Program airs weekdays over the noon hour on KLMJ following the news, weather, and obituaries 
with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.